Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Max Impact here on the Mars Hill Network, where we look to make a maximum impact for the kingdom of God. We're starting 2024 strong. Last uh, episode of Max Impact, if you were tuning in, Xander and I were talking about our New Year's resolution. So if you haven't checked that out, go check out the podcast on our website, marshillnetwork.org slash M-H-A-X. Or if you have the Mars Hill Network app, it's a free download. You can listen to it on there as well. And our next topic to kick off 2024. It's a very exciting topic because this one is very personal to me and my involvement in ministry other than here at the Mars Hill Network. And we're in the month of January. We're getting pretty close. If not, school has already started back up for the college students. Uh, And really, I and myself, myself and Xander, we are recent college graduates. So we really relate to the current college student market and ministry uh, on college campuses. And so today, our guests on Max Impact, we have two guests in the studio. We're very excited to have them. Jay Koshi, he is the evangelical chaplain at Syracuse University. He's also a recent guest on Faith Feature. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. You'll learn a little bit more about his background. And also in the studio with us is his son, Josh Koshi, who is currently a student at Syracuse University and is leading the ministry Uh, as a student leader that we're going to talk a little bit more about today. So guys, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? Thanks for having us. We're we're really uh, thankful to be here to join you. Uh, And, you know, it was just a few days ago I was in the studio and it was such a blessing to do the faith feature Mm -hmm. with you. And uh, it's it's awesome to uh, to be joined today with uh, Josh and and also to have Xander here around the table. So we're really excited to be here. Yes. Our listeners may not know this, but uh, but me and Josh Koshi graduated from the same high school yes. a few years apart. Yep. Uh, so before we were recording, we were reminiscing about our our shared experience uh, yes. in that in that realm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yes. So yeah, no, glad to have you guys in here, and it's great to kind of have this reunion after some time. So uh, in the faith feature, Jay, we kind of introduced you and talked about how you got involved in the ministry. Uh, I want to start with you, Josh, because you know. This is something that your dad has been involved with, with his dad, your grandfather, for quite some time. But now you're involved as the student leader of Bridge, the student president. So just talk a little bit about your experience with Bridge, you know, what you do exactly and what the group does. Just give a brief overview of the group. Sure. So Bridge is a new student group at Syracuse University. And while the ministry that my family has done has gone on for 50 plus years, we recently created Bridge to be uh, much more than just our friendship luncheons. Now we do uh, a Bible study plus a dinner, and that happens every Wednesday. On top of that, we do the lunch, and then we have Christmas parties and all sorts of things like that to really have a good student group where students can just come together and have fellowship with each other uh, and get closer to, to God. And so recently we, we started this initiative um, COVID had stopped the friendship lunches that we were doing every Thursday where we feed food mm-hmm. for free to many international students. And from there, we started to start the lunches again, and it was kind of slow. We were only getting a few people every single week, and it started to grow and grow and grow to over uh, sometimes around 200 people every single week, which is amazing. Wow. 
And yeah, and then we started doing our Wednesday Bible study and it just started to grow. Mm-hmm. And from there, we said, okay, let's make this an official group and let's give it a name. And we called it Bridge because we want to bridge different uh, different students to mm-hmm. each other, different cultures to each other, and bridge them to God. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just started, I became the student president of that and it's been going amazingly well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very promising because I remember when that Bible study started a few semesters back before the group had even started, there were just a couple people. And this last semester, we've had as many as like two dozen people in the study, which yep. is, you know, that's really yeah. awesome and, and great to see. Um, Josh, I want to ask you a really another quick series of questions because you're currently a student at Syracuse University. Yes. And I know that there may be some religious origins of Syracuse, but it's widely considered a, a secular university, yes. right? So as a Christian student, I wanted to ask you currently, because my personal experience, you know, it was a little bit of a struggle for me when I came into the faith, you know, but I know you've been in the faith for quite some years. So as a Christian student at SU Univer- uh, Syracuse University, a secular university, what's it like? Have you had any challenges there? What have been some of those challenges? And maybe what, what's some advice you can give to students, Christian students who may be in a similar position as you? Sure. So, uh, yes, Syracuse is an extremely secular university. Um, it's very hard to go to the university and then meet people or find people that are Christians or at least strong believers. That's extremely difficult to do. Um, and if you're just hanging out with the people that you meet in your dorm or in your major, it can seem almost impossible to mm. do. A lot of people at Syracuse haven't even heard um, anything about Christianity, and they don't even have any Christian friends. Mm-hmm. And so it's really easy to join Syracuse and uh, become part of the university and then start to just uh, be in a friend group that has no Christian people. And that can be really hard, mm-hmm. very stressful, and yeah. you can feel pulled away from your faith. Yeah. And so what I would say is for people in a similar situation, you should really look out to find a Christian group. Mm-hmm. Um on universities, on many universities across the nation, there are many different options. Mm-hmm. At Syracuse, a, an option is Bridge. Um, at many other universities, there's a Crew and just so many other ministries that you can join um, and also find a local church in your area and start attending because mm-hmm. those things will really help build fellowship with other Christians. Amen. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know what Crew is, maybe some of you do, it's actually uh, formerly known as C- Campus Crusade for Christ. Correct. And it's another student ministry on many college campuses. Josh, I know you have some involvement with Crew as well. Yes. So you're very familiar with this. And uh, really quick, I just wanted to mention, you're, you're absolutely right, because when I came to know the Lord, it was right in the middle of my college experience. And I have to confess, I really did not make the effort to find a Christian student group. I, I To be honest with you, I don't really know if there were any Christian student groups at St. Bonaventure University. I'm sure there were. There, there but, probably were. Yeah, but like, you know... I, you know, I really, to be honest, didn't take the effort to uh, find one. What I did do, though, was eventually I did find a church that I could connect with and, and you know, a strong church that could feed me spiritually. Um, it did take me some time, but there was a time where I was kind of in that place where, you know, not having those things, you struggle, like you said, being around non-Christians. So uh, I... Uh, remember just praying about it and God opened the door to get connected to a church. So that that's a good thing for me. But Xander, I know you're recently a college graduate. So <laughs> what do you have to say to that? What are your thoughts? Oh, thank you for tossing it to me. I was about to interrupt and look <laughs> very, very rude. <laughs> <No>. But, uh, <laughs> but um, 
No, I have the, um, like, Teddy and I have talked about this, um, but I have a similar testimony in which I would have, if you asked me my first few years of college, I would have said I was a Christian, but I was not living like a Christian. Mm-hmm. I, so it was just my, my, my profession was not matching my walk at all. And I, so I would have said, oh, I, I, it's not hard for me to be a Christian at a secular university because I was just kind of assimilating and I wasn't really, yeah. I wasn't really there. And I was living at, I was living at my last college. And mm-hmm. my last year, my first year of that college, I was just kind of, you know, living the life. Yeah. And um, then the summer of the summer before my second year at that school, I was radically changed and I was converted. I, I feel like I was converted then mm. um, at that at that moment. Amen. And and then the last two years, it felt like a completely different experience. Mm. So it was definitely harder. And one of the things I did was I, I was in campus Christian organizations at that point. Uh, we had a we had a chapter of Basic up there. Oh, okay. And nice. I uh, and I was involved in that. But what I did is I started because I went to a school that was just forty minutes from my house. I went to SUNY Oswego. Mm. So after so after that, what I did is I drove home on the weekends and I would go to my church, oh, uh, my okay. hometown church. I was connected to Northside. Uh, at that time, and I would mm-hmm. go there on the weekends, and I wouldn't stay over there on the weekends. It was just one of my one of the measures I put in place. Yeah, see, that's it's a nice thing to be able to have that. I guess even though forty minutes to some people's not super close, it's still close enough to do what you yeah. were doing. You know, at Bonaventure for me, it was three hours away from home. So mm-hmm. good luck yeah. trying to make a trip <laughs> back to church on Sunday. Yeah, you know? I, I realize not everybody <laughs> has the privilege of being able to commute back and forth to yeah. to their college, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely get involved in a local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, get involved with Christians in, in your in your campus, uh, just because that's partly when you look at the New Testament and the exhortation to gather together. That's yeah. really the reason for that is because we're supposed to grow together and we're supposed to encourage one another, exhort one another mm-hmm. in living the Christian life. So I think that that's more more than just saying you're a member of a church. Yeah. Like it's not it's not the importance is not placed on oh I'm I'm in a church. The importance is placed on are you growing with other believers. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's really from my experience what Bridge is providing to the Syracuse University campus mm-hmm. in many ways. Just a really quick uh side note fact. Uh I was choosing between two colleges at the you know at the end. Uh St. Bonaventure University and SUNY Oswego was actually my other choice. So I chose Bonaventure, but just wanted to throw that in there. I could have been a SUNY Oswego graduate. But anyways, yeah, let's get back to the ministry with Bridge. Now, Jay, we talked about it in Faith Feature, uh, really the origins of this ministry, how it came back in the 60s with your dad, and it took a different form then. Now it's taking a newer form with Bridge. But I just wanted to ask you, you know, this ministry has operated on Syracuse University grounds for many, many years. And I'm sure many of those years have still, they've still been kind of in that secular space, you know. Um, So I guess from when you've started in this ministry up until today, I wanted to ask you, what's the biggest difference from when you started to now, especially because, you know, we're in a kind of a different generation now, Mm -hmm. there's different things. And then obviously we're we're post-COVID too. So, so yeah, I would start with what's the biggest difference from when you started to now, like in terms of what you're seeing, how, how it's operating. And then based on that, what have you learned works best in effecting, effectively ministering to the students? So, yeah, that that's uh, a lot there. So we can say that um, back in the past, uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, students need the Lord, and today they need the Lord. So the the need has has always been there. Yeah, things change. You know, both uh, culture changes. Sure. So there's a lot of cultural changes, I'd mm-hmm. say, and I I think that a lot of students are coming in with just really very little faith mm-hmm. or just a very you know a worldview where it's like um relativism or you know any anything goes like you know new age or whatever right mm-hmm. so uh and even people coming that would have traditionally been from a christian background yeah but a lot of them they just don't um you know have not accepted jesus as as their lord and they've not really um grown up knowing the scriptures Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, as Jesus said, you know, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers because the harvest is 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 great. It's full, right? And so we have, it's it's definitely a situation like that. We have like over, I think, 22,000 students wow. <laughs> at Syracuse University. And they're coming from pretty much every state of the United States as well as over 150 countries around the world. Mm-hmm. And so wow. that is, you know, that has been the case and it continues to be the case. And in fact, there's even more because Syracuse University continues to grow. Amen. So I think, you know, um, so, but but I would say that it's an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. because believe it or not, Syracuse University, even though you have a lot of, students who come in not really having uh, a strong faith or they come from Christian backgrounds mm-hmm. but like like you guys both of you came from Christian households but I think if I understand correctly you both came truly to Christ mm-hmm. during yeah. your college years yeah, absolutely and I would say this is a this is true of so many people so it's in college where so many people make the decision that yes, I'm going to follow God, and they will have a you know actually being born again and and truly accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, or they'll fall away. Mm-hmm. So it's a critical time, and I'd say that maybe even more so because so many people are coming into the colleges and they just you know don't have that faith, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and they're open. Many of them are open. But the other great thing is the opportunity being in being a chaplain. Yeah. So I'm an officially a chaplain, but basically, you know, I'm a missionary. Mm. But the university, I have to be there and and work with the administration, and you know, so I'm sort of like a quasi employee, even though, you know, I'm not paid by them. But but I I do you know I have weekly meetings. I have office space there, so it's an incredible opportunity. But not anybody can do that. We have that by God's grace because of just being faithful, working through years with the administration and being willing to put in the time and hours and, and you know, work, you know, you basically work um, there in the chapel. But that then opens up the doors for us to have, you know, Bible studies, to have services there for the students, to, to be able to uh, meet with them, have meals with them. I mean, we're talking about as you know, right in the heart of SU, 22,000 mm. students all around <laughs> you, they're walking by or through, you know, the chapel, like, constantly. And isn't it amazing that, you know, that we can uh, be 
up a lighthouse right there in the center of of the campus and be able to and you were saying about what is effective i think that was the second part of the question yeah yeah what have you just kind of discovered what is most effective in ministering to the students just in your time there yeah so i think you know and this is something else that josh can speak into but oh definitely we definitely want to hear yeah. from you too josh but i'd say you know um and teddy you know this too i think um just meeting felt needs mm-hmm. like like having free meals yeah. <laughs> is is something that most college students are not going to, you know, say no to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, and and you know, to the other point, like we are not just international student ministry. As as chaplain, um, you know, that's one of my niches, and it's a really wonderful niche. But we're also open, and we reach out to American students as well. Mm-hmm. And so, just wanted to make that point uh, as well, because everybody, you know, needs a you know a Christian. A group and and to grow in their faith, or if they don't know the Lord, to at least hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, we reach thousands of students um, every year through our lunches, mm. and we do those every week free of charge. And it's advertised through the university, mm-hmm. sometimes right on the front page of SU's website. I've seen them, you know, put up uh, like like the basically the invitation for our friendship lunch and that's amazing like wow. i don't even know like, like how all of this happens but it's like god has given us an open door mm-hmm. um there and uh and you know this is something also that you know people from the community if you we you know if you're listening and you think like oh it's so difficult, you know, what's happening in our society and our culture. Well, here is an open door mm-hmm. to reach the next generation mm-hmm. and the movers and shakers, both here as well as around the world. So just showing love and working alongside us, you know, mm-hmm. like as volunteers, as joining our, you know, being like a circle of friends mm-hmm. um, to come alongside us. We're, we're definitely looking for people and um, to volunteer, to learn more about how they can get involved. And um, we do have volunteers. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, Teddy is a volunteer. You're a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> and, exactly. And so, you know, and I think you've, it's been a really enriching experience, I think, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really thankful to have you. Yeah. But, um, uh, but as you've, you've seen with your own eyes, what God is doing, yeah. you know, um, and so just reaching out, and making use of what we have mm-hmm. um, because uh, we have that open door and we're seeing amazing things happen. Mm-hmm. And the more like we have people praying for us and standing with us, like the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. We could also hire interns. That's another thing that we can do. Yes. And you know how effective this year we've hired our first intern. His name his name is Chris. Yes. And he was... So, he he probably will join us on another podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be with us today, but his uh, bus got delayed from New York City. Yeah. But having um, hiring um, as a chaplain, I can go through the university and hire students through like work study and other you know other ways. And as long as I you know um, um, you know pay for it, raise the money to pay for it. But they are so effective. Students mm-hmm. um, need jobs. Yeah. So you give them the job, but then they can go and reach out and be missionaries on campus yeah. like every week. 
And uh, you see how effective Chris is in in being able to, you know, minister and, and reach out to so many people. So I'd say those are some of the ways. And mm-hmm. we, we, we are sort of a bridge also into the campus for all the Christians who are listening, mm-hmm. you know. So we, we, you know, we'd love to hear from you and have you, um, you know, see how you can get involved. Because, you know, like I said, we have this open door and it's amazing. And the last thing... I just want to say is that Syracuse University, even though you might say it's secular, but it also is amazing in that they are very open to having us as chaplains there, and many universities are not. Mm. So Hendricks Chapel, believe it or not, is the preeminent chapel in the entire nation. Wow. So just so so in one side you you know you have this great need but we also have an incredible opportunity with this beautiful facility of Henry Chapel and um, an administration who we have good relationships with and me as an official chaplain and now bridge as official group which we've just been able to get you know not only Henry Chapel um, approval, but also the Office of Student Engagement a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. which enables us to table and and be able, you know, to officially be all over the campus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having students reach out to students, I say, and having the framework for that, that's the most effective thing. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that as you were saying that, just having the students be part of your uh, of your team, really, to help you do this ministry, and then obviously getting to people's hearts through their stomach. I mean, how else? Uh, what better way to form friendship through mm-hmm. fellowship over a meal? Um, Josh, based on your experience in the ministry over the last couple of years, I mean, I'm sure you agree with everything your dad just said. But what other ways do you think um, are effective in ministering on the campus? What have you learned works best? So, yeah, like you said, everything um, that we just talked about. um, And in addition, just really being people's friends, Mm. Um, you know, not really caring about their upbringing or where they're from. A lot of these students, it might be their first time meeting a Christian person and Mm. um, or at least being close to one. Okay. And uh, at at organizations like Bridge, like we got to do our best job to just be nice to these people and you know not to be super in their face just truly genuinely be their friend mm-hmm. and when you do that uh, one initiative that we've done recently at bridge is something called coffee and conversations where mm. we go out with students and then we just you know buy them a coffee and we just drink coffee together and talk you know over coffee and i think that's great and just doing nice. things like that where you can you can um just be friends with them and have a good time, hang out with them outside of bridge activities, mm. um, go to classes with them if you're in classes together. That really helps. And then they see they, they see you as a genuine person mm. who really wants to impact their life. Mm. And that is extremely important. And I think that's a great thing that we're striving to do at Bridge. Amen. Yeah, you're giving them a, a glimpse of Jesus when you're doing that, which is right. really awesome. So Xander, I mean, you were involved, you said, in some Christian student organizations and some activities there on the campus uh, up at SUNY Oswego. What would you say is effective in what you did up there and, you know, kind of just bounce off what these guys talked about? Well, I mean, it's just like, it's just what they said, you know, just be be friends. I, I will say I wasn't like as involved as as Josh and Jay are. I, mm. I, I participated in it. I went to the, the meetings, mm. but like, so I was I was involved that way. Yeah. And but no, like being a friend first, I think is just so important. Yeah. Like I think of um, 
uh, Rosaria Butterfield, mm. who was a um, who's a Christian speaker. Uh, her testimony is she was a lesbian women's studies professor at Syracuse University. Wow. Uh, and she wrote an article, like an op-ed in the paper about this Christian organization that was passing through. And she got, like, she got, she said she had two boxes, one for fan mail and one for hate mail. Huh. And she had one letter that defied both categories. Wow. And it was from a pastor in Syracuse uh, who was the pastor of Syracuse Reformed Presbyterian. Okay. Um, and he, basically, he invited her to dinner just to talk about it. And she said what struck, um, what struck her about her relationship with him was that he didn't see her as a project. Mm. Like he was just a friend to mm. her. And then she eventually through that ended up reading the Bible, studying it over the course of years, beca- became a Christian after mm. that. And now is like a super influential Christian speaker, mm-hmm. a Christian author. She's written many books, Yeah, you know? So I think it, it, there is something to be said just That's about, awesome. just about being a friend mm. and you know, just, it just, it, it just instigating that relationship that way. I also really like Jay, what you said about, you know, sending workers into the harvest and being a lighthouse in yeah. Syracuse, because I think especially in, in the evangelical world, I think sometimes we rest too much in the fact that our society is going very downhill. Mm. I think we rest too much in that fact. And we're just like, Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're just going to sit tight and we're just going to abstain and, and, go away and we're just going to sit here in our house and nothing can get us in our house, you know? So, uh, I think, but these are the days that I think are the prime floor Mm. for the gospel. I think like, Mm. think of when the apostles were preaching first century Rome, (laughs) arguably even more wicked than our society today. Mm. Uh, and like it's, so I think it's just very, and there are scriptures even in Exodus where, it t- uh, whereas Pharaoh oppressed the people of God, it said the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the church in like in China; it- it's flourishing. Yeah. And then the church in the West, we would argue, is like kind of atrophying because I think mm. we've had it easy. Yeah. I think yep. we've had it easy for decades. And when the church has it easy, it tends to like morph into something just not not biblical and it tends to uh, derive more from convenience. You can even look at it in early American history. Yeah. Um, but so I think when, I think when we look at this, uh, look at the world and see where it's going one, yes, we should mourn over the state of what, what's happening, but we should also rejoice because it's in these circumstances that true gospel community and true gospel belief flourishes. Mm-hmm. Amen to totally. that. Totally. Amen. Yeah. And the nice thing, too, about just friendship, I think really friendship is the key, you know, in everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because, again, a lot of these students, they come onto the college campus. I mean, you guys serve the whole college campus of Syracuse University, but based on what I've seen and you guys, uh, I'm sure, of course, uh, a lot of the students that come are international students and they do feel lonely. They feel like they don't have a lot of friends. There's actually one kid in particular, I won't name him, but I remember just talking to him and and just even uh, somebody else telling me too, like after I talked to him, just him saying, you know, I don't have a lot of friends. You know, I I don't connect with many people. You know, and I was like, well, why don't you connect with us, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, hopefully we're going to see that student more next semester. But, like, there are students out there like that. They really are lonely and they just they need that friend. And that friendship could all and more make the difference for the gospel. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of students at SU 
uh, like you mentioned, that come from international backgrounds. Mm-hmm. There's a ton. I mean, when you're just walking through the campus, there are so many that you see. Um, and a lot of them are in graduate programs, and they're far from home, and they miss their family. And um, some of them are, like, married, have kids. Um, and it's just really hard for them. It's really, really hard. And because home for a lot of these people is so far away, sometimes they have to stay here during breaks because mm-hmm. they don't have the money to fly back home. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of students that, like, over winter break or Christmas break, they stay at Syracuse University, you know? And it, it is really hard. It's difficult for these people. And yeah. That's why, like, we can do our best part to, to be their friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And I know you guys, even over the holidays, have opened up your home to some of these international students who don't have a home to go to on Christmas or the new year. So that's really awesome that you do that. And just let's continue on that route with the international students, you know, because uh, I know with your dad, Jay, he was an international student when he came here was that lonely one and the ministry was birthed out of his need to build friends right and so it's really amazing to see how it's evolved and i mean you guys probably know better than anyone how to encourage these international students so how would you what would you say to encourage these international students to come over here to syracuse university or any other college based on your experience on the campus yeah so i would say Absolutely. Like, <clears throat> again, we, you know, we reach out to American students and internationals. Like you, you, many people may have heard of Joel Rosenberg mm-hmm. and and he was discipled through our ministry. He, he was a Christian, grew up here in like Syracuse and Rochester, mm-hmm. came to Syracuse University. But, um, you know, his testimony basically was that he was only truly discipled through our ministry Mm. and if you look at how god has used joel Mm. and his wife lynn it's just amazing they're based now in israel and they're influencing uh the leaders of the governments all throughout the middle east Mm. and even throughout the world and they have a ministry that they've started called the joshua fund which is has been able to uh, invest nearly $100 million mm. into the Christian pastors and churches in Israel and in the surrounding Middle East countries. Mm. Just think about the impact of that. Right. Right. So, but, but, he, so just to say, he was American, they were both Americans mm. and, and, and you too, Teddy, right? So, yeah. um, and Teddy, um, I love that the fact that you were, Yourself brought yeah. to the Lord by someone who was a Christian international student yep. when you were an international student yep. <laughs> studying in England. Yeah. There's so many layers of international student <laughs> yes. in there. <laughs> and, and here's another thing. The things that work for international students also work for American students because most mm-hmm. of them are are also foreigners in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Like in a way, they're, they're away from their home. They're in a different city. They're a different place. They're feeling lonely oftentimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So our our um, focus on friendship yeah. and just inviting them, you know, and and using, you know, friendship evangelism um, is that that's the name of our mission board, by the way. So that was uh, international friendship evangelism. Mm. So, you know, if people want to, 
you know, if they if they you know hear about that, so don't get confused. We continue to be, um, you know, connected with international friendship evangelism. Yeah. Um, but this is just like you know a new sort of like a new day and a, a new um, it's expanding. Yes. You could say right. Mm. So. Um, and it's a very exciting. Um, it's giving us even more reach. Yeah, you know. So it's like we're we're not doing away with what was there before. We're just you know the the chaplaincy is there, but now um, the chaplaincy um, is is just really expanding. And and I'm talking about the expand um, the chaplaincy more because really um, that now is tied to bridge, and it's giving us so much more more um, reach. But yeah, friendship is so important and these international students they come here and they're lonely they're away from their families they may not see their family sometimes for two three four years yeah think about that Mm -hmm. they can't just hop into a car and you know go to africa or india or or china Mm -hmm. and you know like some of these um students they we just we just had like a, a gathering on mm. Friday, right? And they, I was talking with some of them and they just didn't want to leave. Like, like wow. you know, they and they were like, thank you so much, you know, we like uh, talking with us and we really enjoyed it. And these guys are going to be the cream of the crop probably back in their home countries. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really hard for missionaries to reach them. But here they're coming to us, yeah, right? And by reaching out and just like having meals for them, um, you know, just doing like different things to show God's love to them, it really touches their heart. Mm-hmm. And some of them, at least some of them are, I mean, all of them probably are touched, but some of them come to Christ. Yeah. Others of them are already Christians or they're coming from Christian backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so instead of falling away, they grow. Yeah. And what I love too is now with Bridge, we have the framework for us to hire these Christian students. And, you know, they're all looking for jobs because, you know, (laughs) it's expensive to go to school. And Mm. most of these international students, believe it or not, many of them don't have scholarships. Mm. So they're coming here desperately looking for um, and needing um, jobs. And they can't work off campus, mm. but I officially can hire them on campus wow. as 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 an intern. Mm. And the university will take care of all the paperwork and payroll mm. as long as I raise the money to you know basically pay for the the salary. Okay. So what a huge opportunity where people can partner with me mm-hmm. um, and my wife Susie right um, through IFE. Um, and to so that we can hire more of these students mm. who can be friends to do like coffee and conversation. Yeah. And like there's another chap, um, like another chaplaincy, they actually hire 30 students. Wow. And all of those students do coffee and conversation on the campus. Wow. Now that's for another religion. Now, if other religions can do that, right? Well, we can do it too. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, here's an invitation, like Xander was saying, you know, that people, you know, instead of just sort of saying, oh, things are just going downhill, well, we have an incredible opportunity to reach out and be a lighthouse at one of the most influential universities in the world, mm. Syracuse University. And, you know, and so here, you know, I praise God that we can, we have that opportunity, we have those open doors, and we're so excited what God is doing and mm. seeing these students, um, their lives being impacted. And Amen. then here's the thing, too, 
And, you know, hopefully, Teddy, you'll come with me sometime. Mm-hmm. But going overseas and seeing these students when they're back in their home countries. Yeah. And they're now pastors, there's elders, they're, yes. they're, they're you know. And and where did that happen? That tr- that turnaround mm-hmm. happened at Syracuse University where yeah. they were discipled. Yeah. And I've had the opportunity to go uh, on many mission trips around the world and visit these former students. and. Yeah. It's just a, amazing. Mm-hmm. Just the little seeds that we put out here, what God does with it to reach the entire world. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. In our in our last conversation we had in Faith Feature, we were talking about that a little bit. Just the impact that the ministry has made. Like there's an impact you can see on the SU campus and in just the surrounding area here, but there is also one you don't see across the world and all the, like you said, all these people go back. I've heard many stories from you and even like Suresh and other people who've been involved about all these things that go on and they happen. So think about that. There's, you know, maybe fruit that we see on the campus could be hundreds, thousands, but there could be millions of fruit born around the world because of this ministry. I mean, we don't know for sure, but but the point is is that we have seen that fruit and then that fruit continues to multiply, which is awesome. Uh, I wanna go to you, Josh, but before we do, there was one thing you said, Jay, I wanna get Xander's thought on this. You had said that what works for international students also works for American students. Now, Xander, you went to SUNY Oswego, my thought is maybe there were a majority American students, maybe there were some international students, but I mean, based on your experience, would you agree with that too, that what works for international works for American? Kind of bounce off, like what are your thoughts on that and based on what you've seen on the campus? Well, yeah, so my ministry, it was mostly, it was mostly American students. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and I would agree with that. I would agree because people are people are people are people. And at mm. the end of the day, the gospel is the gospel is the gospel, mm. you know? Say that five I, times fast. The gospel is the gospel. <laughs> The gospel's the gospel, yeah. But no, like at the same, you know, it's like in, you know, in Jesus's ministry, it wasn't it wasn't respective of like region or anything. It was people. Mm-hmm. It was he was ministering to people. Yeah. And at the and I think what works for one person works for another because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we all need the same thing. And at the very basic, mm-hmm. our our need is to be reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. So I Amen. think I so I think uh, since. All of us have the same universal needs. I do think that, you know, I do think that ministry, like there are certain nuances to certain, uh, like certain other types of ministry, but right. I think, um, I think at the very basic, yeah, no, at universal needs are, you know, universal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and as you were talking, I was inspired by a scripture uh, in Romans chapter 10. You guys probably all know this, but it's in verses 9 through 13, you know, where we're kind of given that commission, but also told what happens when we do put our faith in Jesus. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now this part coming up this is the part i wanted to focus on for your point that you just made for the scripture saith whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed for there is no difference between the jew and the greek Mm -hmm. for the same lord over all is rich unto all who call upon his name therefore whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved so to your point what works for the jew will work for the Greek, will work for, you know, someone from India, will work for someone from the United States, will work for someone from China. Yeah, and it's the same thing like what he says in Galatians, you know, there's no male or female, there's no Jew or Greek, there's no slave or free, you're all one in Christ. Amen. Amen to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that 
I'm really glad we brought some scripture into here on that. So, but Josh, yes, man, uh, what would you say based on your experience? Because I know you are friends with quite a few international students on the campus. Uh, what would you say to encourage international students based on your experience at the cam- uh, at Syracuse University? What would I say works to encourage them? Well, yeah, like like if you say come across an international student and you think they need some encouragement, what mm-hmm. would you do to encourage them? So um, one thing I, I often do is ask them how their day is going, mm-hmm. ask them how they like Syracuse, and just try to develop uh, this image of who they are and um, how they're feeling about Syracuse, how they're, they're feeling about just being in the States. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed, uh, a lot of these international students, I am the first American friend that they've ever had. Mm. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, like I've never met uh, an American before and be, been friends with them. Because yeah. uh, a fun fact at Syracuse, because the international student population is so high, yeah. a lot of these international students can... Like in their classes, there's just a ton more international students, and yeah. they are just friends with more uh, international students, just like them. You know, often from the same exact place where they came from, mm. and that's that's really good in some ways. So they do have that those connections with other international students, but it is good to be able to connect with these people, and they're very open because it's their first time meeting a Christian, yeah. first time meeting an American in, uh, in many cases. Mm-hmm. And so they're very open to hear what we have to say, open to being friends with us. And so I just try to get to know them as much as possible mm-hmm. and then really deliver on just making them feel at home, you mm-hmm. know, inviting them to, to my place on campus, mm-hmm. uh, having game nights where we like play all sorts of different board games and whatnot yeah. because those things really make them happy, feel like they have a home and feel like they have a family mm. on campus. And like you mentioned earlier, uh, this Christmas we had like a few events so that students could come over to our house and just hang out. And it really makes them feel like they have a family here yeah. at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it might not be their real family. It might, it might not fully make up for that, but at least it's doing something to make them feel more at home and just better. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, de- I, from my experience, I definitely see it doing something for sure. And you know, it's really interesting, Josh. Like from, for, you know, especially you. You know, like you are third generation in this ministry. It started. Mm-hmm with the international roots like your grandfather is from india that's where he was born and raised pretty much and same with your grandmother jay's mom right and so like you have been around international people all your life while being an american citizen and so i mean my (laughs) honestly correct me if i'm wrong but i guess some students may think like if you you said they meet all these international students um you know from india right and they see you. They might think you're also an international student from India, but yep. you're from America, and you but you kind you you have experienced both. You know what I mean? You've yes. gone to India. You're from the U.S. Like you can relate to both, yep. which is so amazing, and that's really needed on the campus. And same with you, Jay. You can relate to both as well because you know when you were Josh, Josh's age, you were helping in the ministry, but also I remember you were telling me you would travel around with your dad at times too to see 
the international experience. So that's just really yes. cool that uh, you guys do that, and it's great uh, to see the impact firsthand. Like I'm, I'm there, like you said, volunteering and seeing the impact that's being made, and and some of these students are getting very, very involved, which is which is quite awesome. And we're probably going to have some of those students at another point in time come on to Max Impact and share some of their experience yeah, as well. That'd be great. Yeah. So, but to wrap this up, Xander, do you have any other thoughts on anything we've shared, or you guys, you guys have any other thoughts? Uh, on anything that we've talked about today. No, I think we pretty much covered it all. I don't know what I can say that hasn't been said. You know, like mm. it's just, you know, we had a really, really great conversation, a really yes. just, really just in depth uh, look into the needs of, you yeah. know, just, just students in general. Yes, exactly. And there's, uh, I'm sure, a lot more we can talk about. But again, we'll, we'll have more people on. Maybe we'll bring these guys back too as well uh, to continue that conversation with those people. But you guys have any other last thoughts you want to share before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, like, you know, scriptures, I just wanted to just share a little bit about the scriptures and a few statistics. So 80% mm. of, I believe, eight, I've heard 80% of international students have never stepped into an American home. Wow. And they leave this country without ever being invited into or stepping foot into American home. Wow. What a missed opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, these students, it's not that they don't want to, mm. right? So... Here's the thing, like if you go to <clears throat> another country, right, and how different your experience would be if you actually feel welcome by yeah. the people who are in that country mm. or if you don't feel welcome yeah. by them. And what an impact it would be if you go to another country and you've been, right, to other countries where in that country they invite you into their home mm. and you feel friendship, You mm -hmm. like they're, they're genuinely reaching out to you. So. Here's an opportunity also, again, for people to partner with us. Yeah. And we can be a bridge. Yeah. Right? So we are um, international and American. Yeah. So my wife is born and raised in India. She speaks five languages. And um, <laughs> she awesome. is a great, um, you know, connector. Mm. Right? And she also... Uh, cooks Indian food and uh, and and American food. She's mm. a great, great cook, um, but uh, and we laugh because she never cooked before she came here. <laughs> and she got to our our house after you know we were married in India. And she she got to our house and she saw mm. these huge pots and she was like, "What are those?" And I'm like, "You're gonna find out." <laughs> there you go. You know? yeah. But but you know the thing is is that yes, our family really is you know a great connectors both for Americans and international so Americans in the community and I would say you who are listening Americans in the community and Christians we we can't do this on our own yeah but we are placed here right sort of for a, such a time as this and but we need you also to be praying for us and you know partnering with us in fact we're I'm you know calling it a circle of friends mm. we're inviting you to be a part of our circle of friends to help uh, and be a friend both to our family Susie me and uh, you know Josh and 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 our daughter mm -hmm. Sophia and um, you know and then we you know like we said our missionaries so we trust the Lord it's mm -hmm. it's a complete faith ministry mm -hmm. and it's um, the whole thing is done by people you know partnerships with with people mm -hmm. and um, but you know, I would say Matthew 25, verse 35, Jesus is, you know, sharing and he's saying, hey, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Mm. And these are people like, you know, in heaven, yeah. right? 
And they're saying, when? And he said, well, when you did it to the least of these, right? So just imagine, right, when we get to heaven, here's an opportunity for us to store up treasure in heaven, mm. right? Mm. And God, it's almost like we're able to feed to Jesus. Yeah. And, and, you know, so here, this is one of the reasons why. We have fed, I mean, if I just do the, you know, the numbers, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, our family, wow. and those um, who have connected with us. Mm. Obviously, we can't, you know, do this on our own. This has only of been course. a work of the Lord, and mm. we give all the glory to God. Amen. And it's because of people, you know, especially the people who listen to WMHR, <laughs> honestly, right? They're, they're, so if if God is sort of, you know, tugging on your heart a little bit, I just encourage you to reach out to me. I'd love to have, you know, you know, we're going to be having some training time, training mm-hmm. sessions for um, volunteers and, um, you know, doing uh, different things so that you can see, mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to make any commitment, but you can just see, like, is this something, um, you know, here's the opportunities and... Um, we can share with you different ways that you can be involved. You know, mm-hmm. your church can be involved. You can be involved. So we partner with both churches as well as, um, especially individuals and yeah. and families. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, just like Teddy and Teddy's dad was. Um, you know, was one of our volunteers as yep. well. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, um, you know, like that. This is also important because Jesus said, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel," but you may not have that opportunity to be able to fly to you know another country and preach the gospel but you do here mm. you have the ability to reach out to over 150 countries if you partner with us and you know my dad would say have you ever seen a missionary who is a missionary to like um, 150 countries and people would be like no and he's like well you have now <laughs> right so yeah. there you go so <laughs> the we, world's coming to you yeah <laughs> yeah and and Teddy you're part of that and, and Xander we we love to have you come too you know and, yeah and um, we'll definitely get you to the lunch yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> a formal invitation here on Max Impact yes. we're inviting yes. Xander to the luncheon all right <laughs> and if you haven't had Indian food Here's I an have. invitation. Teddy has brought Indian some food. in. Yes, I brought some in. Um, the lat. So remember, the, there was one time there was some leftovers uh, from the Wednesday night, and yeah. so I brought those yeah. in because what else are you going to do with them? So <laughs> yeah. you know, and they graciously let me go to the luncheons uh, in my in my lunch hour on Thursday. So you know, why not bring the lunch here to them and let them experience it yeah. one time? So, yeah. but that's awesome. Yeah. We're going to put some links in the description of this podcast, ways you can learn more and even support Jay and the ministry up at SU, uh, if you'd Amen. like to, um, also Josh, anything else you want to say? Um, my, you know, my dad pretty much covered it, but yeah, yeah like, um, just keep us in your prayers and, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're if you're in the area, you know, check us out and mm-hmm. uh, explore those links. That's going to be uh, near the podcast. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we're so glad to have you guys on. As I mentioned before, we'll probably see them again at some point or hear them again at some point on Max Impact. And everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Max Impact. Teddy Caputo and Xander Deacons joining you in the studio. Thank you again for listening to Max Impact where we look to make a maximum impact for the kingdom of God. God bless you all.